thanks for tuning in. This is Down the Fandom Hole, a podcast about the creative side of fandom and its amazing queer community. Join our host, fanfic writer and queer bear extraordinaire, Ayaka Spencer, as she and fellow fan creators share their fandom stories, talk creativity, and discuss inclusive spaces. While you listen, visit patreon.com slash down the fandom hole and check out the free companion post for this episode. There you'll find creative content from today's guests, recommendations and shout outs to other fandom creators, as well as links to follow Aya and her guests. So hop to it and check it out. Aloha, my lovely fan beans. Thank you for tuning in. It's Fandom Friday, October 29th. I'm your host, Ayaka Spencer. And today I'm talking with the creators of Audio Freak Books, Lily and Ceci Wrights, who you may recognize as the voice from the new intro. I had a lot of fun spending time with these two amazing and funny ladies who often, as really good friends do, took the piss out of each other as we talked about what it's like creating a welcoming and inclusive space for all fandoms, what got it all started, and a cool bonus I think you'll enjoy, but you'll have to keep listening to find out what that is. Now, take a moment to settle into your favorite spot, lace up those sneakers, or pull up that current whip. Let's get this show started. To begin... Please share with us your pronouns. Hi, I'm Sassy Wrights, and uh, my pronouns are she, her, or they, them. Hi, I'm Lily, and I'm she, her. All right. So getting this started a little bit, what introduced you to fandom? So I know for me, it's a really weird story. Most people who know that they have that, like, fandom bug inside of them, they know, like, at a pretty early age. Mm -hmm. I didn't know it was called fandom. So I was just the kind of person who would devour media, movies, television. That's really all we had uh, growing up. And um, so I would devour it. And then I would kind of develop like a mild obsession in a non-stalkery way with uh, whichever actress. So I think like um, the first the first sort of taste of that fandom was Anne of Green Gables, uh, Megan Follows. And then after that, it was definitely Kate Winslet and Titanic. But fandom itself. So I had my own little personal like world of fandom where I would be a fan, but not know that I could interact with other fans. In fact, I kind of had a little bit of internalized shame about like what a nerd I was that I just wanted to like watch every interview or whatever. So I was having one of those sort of like episodes of fandom with Sarah Paulson because we stand Sarah Paulson. And I was just watching every interview she's ever done. I was just like, God, I love this person. Like I really love Sarah Paulson uh, because I had watched season two of American Horror Story. Don't ask me why I went season two instead of season one. I just did. Um, and so I was like, Ooh, I love Sarah Paulson. Well, as I'm watching Sarah Paulson, I, it was a link on YouTube and I saw a crack video, uh, for Supergirl, uh, the Nikki sky, uh, Supercorp crack. Um, so I saw this like link for this crack video of Supercorp and I was like, what is this? And I clicked on it and I was laughing so hard. I had no context for what was going on, but I just was like, this is hilarious. I need to watch this show. And so uh, I think I was about to head to Hawaii to to go on uh, a trip with my wife. And I binged all of Supergirl and I binged every single uh, Nikki Sky crack video for the fandoms and uh, somehow managed to end up 
after all of that. So I went through Supercorp first, found fanfic, which I did not know. Like I'm over here, 40 years old, did not know fanfic was a thing, had no idea it ever existed at all in any realm. Mm-hmm. So I discover fandom, uh, fanfic. And then I also discovered discord, like within like the discord platform within like a week of each other. Wow. So I binged all of Supercorp. I binged all of Winona Earp and I discovered, um, I, I can't remember where I was. I was watching all the panels for Winona cause there's tons and tons of panels. They do lots and lots of cons. And, um, I saw this advertisement for a virtual con and I was like, Ooh, I want to go to this. And so right after that happened, I don't remember what happened. I must've said something like mildly witty or relatable on Tumblr, I think, cause guess who just discovered Tumblr? me and someone pulled me into a discord server and that was all she wrote i discovered that there were so many more people out there like me so for me it was not ever realizing a that i needed representation as much as i did which is why i was so into sarah paulson because she was a queer woman and i'm a queer woman and then discovering that there were other weirdos out there like me who just absolutely wanted to dig deeper into not just not just what was presented on the screen but who the people behind the creativity you know behind the creation of it and also all of these various tangential ways of re-experiencing this same form of media dude I was hooked like that was all that was all it took down the rabbit hole you went that is true Nice. How about you, Lily? So way before Jesse ever <laughs> discovered fandom was little Lily in high school before 2000. I'm not going to tell you exactly how old I am. And elder. I would go, <laughs> I am elder, yes. <laughs> I'm an elder gay. Elder millennial. <laughs> so this is before Discord, I think, you know, is even thought of. This is before the days of Yahoo Messenger chats. What's Yahoo? We didn't have a... <laughs> You know JK. what, Jesse? JK, I love you. Go continue. Yeah. Tell us all about it. Uh, I was really into the show Xena Warrior Princess. Mm-hmm. And my circle of... I, I couldn't interact with anybody because I was, you know, a preteen. This is before every household had a computer, or at least maybe it was just us. We didn't have a computer. I would go to the library at my school and I would print out Xena fan fiction, zero margins, size 6.5 font, so I could get as much on a page as possible, printing out 50 sheets of paper at a time. The librarians staring me down, confused about what I'm doing. And I'm printing out fan fiction to read during class or walking down the hallways in my school. Six point font and walking is pretty amazing because that's some tiny shit. I I walked into the middle of a fight one time. These two giant football guys (laughs) were fighting and there was a ring of people around them. (laughs) Oh, Lily, this is so you. I, I have to write this into a fan fiction now. <laughs> it's I so to the you. Of the I feel fight. like it would be Lena Luther, 100%. Oh, yes. <laughs> and the one, oh, the one big football guy grabbed the other big football guy by, like, his shirt at his shoulders and slammed him up against 
the lockers and guess who was between him and the lockers. Oh my God. Are you, what, what the hell? You're Xena fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little pulverized. Oh, oh babe, you really did? Yeah. Oh. I was like, I was so, like so? five foot, barely anything. And it yeah. was these two giant football players. <laughs> so what ended up happening? I hit the ground, got up, and walked out. <laughs> Dusted <laughs> off her Zena fanfic and continued reading like a real, <laughs> real fan. Mm-hmm. I love it. You're hardcore, man. Hardcore. Mm-hmm. Oh, gee, I'm telling you. You're like, I can't stop walking or people might look at what I'm reading. <laughs> with your with your tiny, like tiny, tiny, tiny smut. Like the smallest little smut. <laughs> I was like, oh, nobody can, I can get more content on the page and nobody can read over my shoulder. So it was, I was thinking. <laughs> but, not, and, um, but not walking, <laughs> like watching me. No. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't say that I had common sense. <laughs> I'm just saying that I really loved fan fiction. <laughs> and you're really and a big fan. I'm really a big fan. <laughs> um, and then, <laughs> and then also, like, my mom would uh, record all of our shows for us, and then she'd record them, and then she'd play them again and record them to take out all the commercials. So we had our own little Zeta box set. No, that was so yeah, sweet. I stand, mom. Wow, she's, she's the real one. Mm-hmm. And the she realist. would record. Yeah, she would record any um, interviews that Lucy Lawless had for me, and it would all be on these little. I've got them somewhere. I still have the tapes, the little VHS tapes. Too pure and too pure. That's so wholesome. <laughs> So wholesome. But back then, you know, they had, you know, message boards and stuff like that that I couldn't access. Um, so I'd have to, you know, my part of joining into this fandom that I didn't know was as widespread as it was, was just ordering, you know, news magazines and like uh, comic books and any sort of merchandise that I was like very limited childhood income. Mm-hmm. could afford childhood income <laughs> and her allowance I, I like childhood allowance. income no I like childhood income I like it okay childhood and, income uh, <laughs> I remember going to my grandma's salon and she would have all these magazines like people magazines and I would go through them looking for anything related to Xena and she would give me those magazines and I would cut out all the little articles and all the little pictures. And I had a photo album about three inches tall, completely packed with any and everything Zuna I could find. I love you. This is amazing. <laughs> wow. Amazing. I love it. So this is before I could even, even interact with any other people that were into the same thing that I was into. It was just me obsessing. Yeah, basically that was me too. Yeah. I don't remember when my first fandom came off. Like, if I was to literally think about the one fandom that I probably obsessed over, I honestly can't remember. Wow. I think I was trying to, like, go back and go back and go back and go back. And the the first bit of merchandise that I picked up 
from my childhood income. Cause that's an out hashtag childhood income. <laughs> um, this is wow. This kind of ties into super court, but it was the old Lois and Clark. Oh. And yeah. And I really thought I had a crush on Dean Kane. Turns out totally Terry Hatcher, but anyway, <laughs> well, she comes back. All of them do. Yeah. Were you jonesing for Rhea when she came in? Oh yeah. I was like, <gasps> Like my wife, I like grabbed my wife's leg and I was like, oh, it's Terry Hatcher. And she was like, well, who? And I was like, never mind, just listen. And then we just sat there and watched. It was awesome. So uh, I was super excited to see her. It's weird because like Dean Kane's done some like weird, like he was like uh, Scott Peterson or something and like a made for TV. And I, I don't know about him altogether. And then Terry Hatcher was like, what, Desperate Housewives? And she was pretty mean on that show. Mm-hmm. So like, I didn't keep up with them necessarily, but that couple specifically, the the Superman and Lois Lane, that pairing was the first I remember picking up. It was like a People magazine, a TV guide, something. And I bought it with my own money just because they were on the cover. And I think that was the first time that I had done that because I'm like pretty frugal. Like I just don't spend money. I don't accumulate things. I just like, you know, I always joke that I could be transient if I wanted to really easily because I'm charming enough that I could just be like, hey, man, can I crash on your couch? And they probably let me. And I don't need a lot of things. But that was like I put actual doll hairs on the table for the Lois and Clark. So okay, uh, that, that might have been my first like money where your mouth is moment right there. I love that it was like this, that it was like a super. That's kind of fun. I do. I love to hate Supergirl. You love to hate Supergirl. Do you love to hate Supergirl because of the content or because of the story? It's just like, have you seen some of the graphics and stuff like this last season that's been happening and then like the stories and then it really feels like queer baiting sometimes because come on, come on, just kiss already. You know what I mean? So like, that's what I mean when I say I love to hate it. I like the, uh, I love the actors. I like a lot of the elements of Supergirl. I like that. I like the representation of who Supergirl is, you know, that empowerment. And I love uh, Kenny Roth. So like, Mm -hmm. there's a ton of things I love about Supergirl, but then I'm sitting there watching it. I'm like, I don't really love it. Like, I don't, I don't love this, but I also love it. It's very, it's a love hate relationship just because it's pretty cheesy, you know, Mm -hmm. the cheese is real. The cheese is real. It's like Gouda. Gouda. So yeah. So you guys have started this thing called Audio Frick Books, and it's a it's a really great server. I'm part of it. I really like it. I get to read. But what kind of started Audio Frick Books for you guys? Like, why do, why why create this community of readers who can get together and read all these different queer um, stories? Because we also read stories with um, men. It's not just women. It's like a fully queer place. Well, Lily, you want to go? You want me to do this one? You can go ahead and take this. Okay. And I right. will correct you as needed. Oh, yes. I love this. Please keep that in as well. So Audio Frick Books is a combination of really, it started off with Lily just absolutely being, as you heard, just the most gigantic fan of fanfic. Mm-hmm. And me being a total noob that didn't know anything about fandoms or fanfic or anything, but just having this flair for entertainment. Like I absolutely love to make people laugh. 
Um, I didn't even know until we started it that I loved reading aloud. I mean, I think I remember, like I I did plays and stuff as a young kid, but I went to a private school, like a little tiny, tiny private Christian school and we didn't have plays. So I never had theater or drama or anything like that. But had I gone to like a normal, you know, U.S. public school with a drama program, like 11 out of 10 chance that I would have been in drama class. You know, I love musical theater. I love to sing. And then we have Lily over here who just is so, she's just so down for anything. And I think what happened, the story behind the name is hilarious. Do you want to hear the story behind the name? Of Um, course. Okay. So I have an aunt. Her name is Donna. She is basically just known as a legend and Donna. And everyone on the server that we ended up on, we call it the gay panic family server. Um, everybody who ended up on this one server, just they started hearing these stories about Aunt Donna. Well, Aunt Donna is a larger than life character to paint a picture for you. She's in her 70s. Uh, she's not very tall. She's very rugged. She's probably smoked cigarettes since she was 18 months old. I mean, she's just like she wears like a a Hanes pocket t-shirt with some cigarettes in the front pocket. And she wears the same brand of Levi's jeans every single day. Okay. This woman is an icon mm-hmm. and she's super hilarious. Well, one day I just went over to Andonna's house and we just, basically we were in a voice chat and a video chat. And I just showed everyone Aunt Donna's 2000 salt and pepper shakers. Cause it's like her pride and joy. She's got just so many salt and pepper shakers, so many un- unimaginable combinations and everyone is howling. I got my headphone in and everyone is just howling, laughing at this entire interaction with this character of a woman. Well, we get upstairs to her bedroom and she's like, now them over there's my fuck books. And I was like, excuse me. And she's like, yeah, it's what your uncle Rob called him. He called him fuck books. And I was like, oh my God. And so we all had a collective meltdown over the term fuck books because a lot of fanfics are just fuck books. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So then, then we were like, uh, one day we were goofing around in the server and I think, I can't remember what it was, but Lily, you know, she just, she just basically feeds me. I'm like a trained monkey. She feeds me something and I do it. So she fed me a thing and I started reading it and we were like, hold on, we got something here. This is really fun to read live and let people interact with you and to like all share this moment together. Mm-hmm. And so after that, we, we just kind of, we kept doing it, it kept happening. And uh, somehow it got termed an audio fuck book. Well, then we started thinking maybe we can make a, maybe we can make a go of this as like an organized thing mm-hmm. where we record uh, fanfics. Uh, we didn't know the, we didn't know the word podfic. We didn't know that that was a thing yet, um, but that we would uh, record fanfics uh for differently abled people for people who were you know a fan of podcasts and uh, couldn't read while they were at work but just didn't have to you know didn't have to super pay attention to work stuff like that and we're like maybe we could do this and just put it on AO3 and so we also decided that we couldn't have a company or a logo or a brand called audio fuck books uh-uh. so then we decided to make it audio frick books so that is how the name came about and that's really how we came about it was like this family of just the craziest folks getting together and laughing and having such a good time. And uh, somehow over the course of things, Lily, Lily really like birthed this whole thing. Um, she just was like so hungry for it. Cause she loves fanfic so much mm-hmm. and she just wouldn't, she just wouldn't let the idea 
die. There were times when I got distracted because I'm hella ADHD and I'd go to do something else and Lily would sweetly and quietly come back and be like, Hey, I was wondering if maybe you wanted to like do a live read or, Hey, everybody was, everybody was kind of wanting to, and she kept the whole family together um, by, by creating this environment where everybody got together. And then it became, it wasn't just me goofing off. It was everybody and everybody was reading and enjoying themselves. And we're like, we should, we should like do a thing. Like we should, we should do a thing. We should do an audio for books. And so that's what, that's what we've done. We, we've created a platform for people to, to experience fanfic and audio form and uh, to be performative if they want to be performative and read aloud to break out of their shell if they're shy and they're looking for a safe space to do that. We've created a space for authors, fanfic authors to uh, get together and, and have events and uh, challenge each other and inspire each other. And it's just really, it's a, it's a server that's centered around fanfic and the performative and community side of it. So, yeah. yeah. When I joined, it was, um, I had found it on another server for this event that I'm doing. And SJ was the one who introduced me to it. And then I'm like, oh, this is awesome because I have the podcast and I wanted to get into other fandoms. And here's this server already built in with all this stuff. And Mm -hmm. it's been a really nice thing meeting all these different people. Neko, who's also going to be on the show. Um, Aqua, who's hilarious. Aqua's so good. You know, and um, Tano, and it's just, the list is endless, and it's such a welcoming environment where we also do now do live watches of shows mm-hmm. that we all like, or, you know, but based off of fandoms that we all love, you know? You're right. I totally skipped the part about, like, the live watches and all that kind of stuff. There are so many people who, like, so if we're just, like, talking about the mods on the server, these are the people who've been around with us when it was real, real young, you know what I mean? So like you mentioned SJ, um, you missed, you mentioned Aqua, um, people like Sama and Felt and Jam, like Felt and Jam basically created the server for us. They did all of that for free. They just were like, yeah, we love you. And and we love this idea. So we're going to do it. And then Sama has been with us since pretty much the jump from the get go, just, you know, she would go and, and actually, um, highlight the fix with the dialogue in different colors, color coded, so that if somebody was reading with voices, like they were doing voice acting with different like character voices, that they would know what the next line was and who was saying it. Like the, we've had some people like SJ has been phenomenal. Um, we've got people like Sam. There's a couple people you may not even know from the server that are behind the scenes, um, like Laws, and then Benny. Benny was with us from the very beginning, so. We've had just, it was really cool to see it in action. Just all these like-minded people sort of gravitate, even you, like gravitating towards this same idea and then creating a safe, inclusive space where people can just sort of like, you know, play around and have fun and, and see what they like and what they're into. I, I love it. <laughs> you mentioned Benny and really Benny's pretty much to blame for this whole thing because Benny was the first person to read on the server and I was like this is great and then mm. I got you to start reading and I'm like this is oh super great I've got Benny and <laughs> Jesse reading Benny and so you haven't heard Benny read Benny is actually in Tokyo Japan somewhere Benny's oh, like Bennett adventures okay yeah yeah 
amazing fanfic writer and has the most perfect British accent. She's an English teacher. Mm -hmm. And so when she reads, it's like, forget about it. Like everyone is immediately just like transported. She's so good. And um, we got to get her to record somewhere. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just hard with, with the time zone, time zone suck, dude. And tan, you mentioned tan, Mm -hmm. tan is also, so tan is uh, younger because we're trying to, we're trying to create a safe space for, um, for pretty much anybody. What is the age range, Lily? We're trying to go 14 and up. Was it? It's whatever the discord allows, I think is 13, but we we have, is it 13? Okay. We have spaces for the younger crowd and the older Mm -hmm. crowd. Yes, we're creating spaces. So like, you know, NSFW stuff, stuff that's 18 plus, we're, we're really diligent about making sure that, that the younger ones stay safe. But we also want, like, I think we've talked about it, that I, we just want to be the kind of representation that we needed um, at that age mm-hmm. and to be that kind of safe environment. And so like Tan is one of the younger ones, I think just recently turned 18, but also an amazing, like dramatic reader. So like there's, it's really super encouraging. Anybody who, anybody who thinks they might like that performative side of it, we're always looking for, for people who want to record and read and uh, come entertain us all. Cause it's just so much fun. You know, even if it's just for fun and you, you just want to yeah. you know, sit back and listen, or you want to, you know, we could do a popcorn read. Those are fun. People will read for five minutes at a time before it goes to the next person. And you know, it, it helps, um, people kind of get over some of the shyness. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's even helped, um, people that, you know, do not have English as their first language has really helped them, um, you know, catch on more to some of the nuances of the English language and they've become better, better readers or better speakers just from, uh, practicing so much. And it's so nice that we're, it's being done in around a community of something that we all love, like fandom. We all love it. Mm-hmm. There's Way Hot, there's Swan Queen, there's, has anyone read any Xena fics? Uh, yeah, SJ read a Xena fan fiction for us once. I have two, haven't I? Maybe not on I the think, server. I think you might have. Mm-hmm. And I read one with Zalaga. And we mm. just took turns back and forth. Zalada. Zalaga. Zalaga. Mm-hmm. What is that? Zaza. Zaza. Yeah. Huh? Oh, Zaza. Her name's so, Zaza. Her oh, name it's Zaza. a person. I thought yeah. you were talking about a fandom. <laughs> yeah, her name is Zaza. Zaza was there, like, okay. towards the beginning of everything, too. And uh, helped to build the uh, original, like, prototype of the server. So definitely shout out there. So you were, so you were pretty adamant and trying to get it out there was this like a vision you always had what made you so passionate about it because I speak with you the most um about audio frick books what kind of why what kind of why what kind um, of why that was a bad <laughs> question <laughs> that was a perfect question until it happened I didn't really know that this is something that I really want in my life you know until I first heard Benny read and then later on it was Jesse reading, you know, for me, I can't really do much of anything else when I'm listening to somebody read. Mm-hmm. I just like turn off and I'm completely immersed in the story. Other people 
will listen just for the story and the company while they're cleaning their room or doing, you know, or they're at work. And either way, however you experience it, it brings people together. Mm-hmm. And that really is really important to me. So creating a space for that to happen um, and just hearing, you know, people that are excited to read or, you know, always there to listen every single time we have any live reads just inspires me to, to continue to keep it going and, and having this place for, for these people. So it sounds like fandom means a lot to you guys. How would you say doing this server has kind of changed your relationship to fandom? Has it made it more deeper or has it kind of shown you other aspects of it that you hadn't expected? Go ahead, Jeffy. Pantagoat. Yeah, Pantagoat. For me, I think it, um, <laughs> it definitely just completely opened my world up. I think the first time we kind of like, we snuck into a Supercorp server and we snuck into a Warrior Nun server during the, um, during the origin phase of Audio Frick Books just to see what else was out there because our main experience had been in Winona Earp. That's where we met was way hot. We met in the homestead and uh, which was a branch off of the big Winona Earp server. We call it the big server of Winona Earp in Discord. And um, Lily was like, hey, we should probably branch out into other fandoms. And I was like, you're totally right. Can we do Supercorp? Because that was like my first one. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, ooh, I just watched Warrior Nun. Can we do Warrior Nun? And so Lily is just Lily. She's so good at networking. She was like, hey, I found the server. Come in here. Hey, Jess, I, I set up a read for you. You can come in here and read. And so we would we would go into a server and we would have a little like, hey, guys, you're going to do a live read if you're cool with it. And the, the server managers were like, yeah, go for it. And so we would do a live read and then people would ask questions and we would just kind of be like, yeah, so we're over here at this other server because we were at the Winona Herb server, uh, the homestead. And it was like, we're at this other server, come come with us. And so a lot of people migrated from their servers back to the Winona Herb server. But then we were like, you know what? We need to be more inclusive than that. And so we we created the Audio Freakbook server to be to encompass any fandom. Well, I had not, I had not heard... Um, a lot of the different ships, I hadn't heard much about them. I had never watched them. I didn't know anything about them. But in order for me personally to be able to read these and do the voices, I had to like research. And it was fun because I got to see the reason why people are so passionate about their ships. I got to branch out into other ships. So for sure, for me, the server has has broadened my horizons as far as fandom goes. It's also given me this like uh, sort of this kind of indication that like, like fans are my people, you know, like, like fandoms in and of themselves are uh, a lot like families. <laughs> You're going to have different roles. Mm-hmm. I've noticed there's, there's some like recurring themes in certain servers. You've got, you've got the people who are just obsessed with one tiny portion. You've got the people who are like, I'm here, but I love everything. Uh, you've got people who are just super into like the canon and exactly how everything is supposed to be. And then you've got people who are just like, Hey, this is fandom. I can do whatever I want with it. And I love seeing all of those different perspectives from all of those different ages and, and just different demographics. You know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, 100% Audio Freak Books has definitely changed my relationship with fandom. Um, I've, learned how to, uh, I've learned how to step into someone else's obsession for a second and really try and represent it for them. And for me, that's, that's amazing. So just, uh, Ceci, what's it like channeling all these different characters through reading and 
live reads that you do? It's really fun for me. So like a couple of years ago, I had, um, I had a pretty bad seizure disorder develop mm-hmm. and, um, I woke up one night to, uh, EMTs in my house. Like they were, they were, st- these two strange men were standing over me and I couldn't speak. I couldn't say my own name. I couldn't say who was the president. I literally had lost my ability to connect my brain to my words. Mm-hmm. And it was traumatic and I was really angry at my brain and I, and it was, it was very jarring for me. So I ended up because the doctors said that it was stress related from my job. I ended up taking a leave of absence from work. And during that leave of absence is when I discovered this whole like reading aloud thing. Mm-hmm. And it was so stimulating for my brain mm-hmm. um, to have to think on the fly to have to, because what you have to do when you read live if you're going to do acting, voice acting, mm-hmm. is you have to read like a, a half a sentence ahead at all times. You also have to try and anticipate what the re- author is going to do. Cause I don't typically read these fix before I perform them. So for me, I think it was instrumental in getting my brain to connect back to my vocabulary. And it just really, it, the stimulation uh, that I had, like the address, adrenaline and everything. It's perfect because I don't know what's coming next. I never get bored. And, um, I felt like it was a really great kind of way to, to heal from a pretty traumatic event, but basically what it's like to read like that is it's terrifying. Obviously, um, you don't want to say the wrong word. And for a while there, anytime I would say a wrong word, someone would change the name, like change their name to the word that was mispronounced. So, and they would just kind of like, you know, they take the piss a little bit. They kind of mess with me a little bit, but all in good fun. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like this, it was this really fun adventure for me to, to sometimes just say the complete wrong. Like I would say the line in the complete wrong voice and then just be like, damn it. And then have to go back and react it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's uh, the, the one word that comes to mind is just stimulating. It is really, really fun and exciting. And if, if, um, you've got even an ounce of like actress or performer. It's just, it's, it's amazing. It's the rush. I love it. So what's it like for you when you read Lily? Terrifying. (laughs) And I, I, I'm getting better at it. I think you are. You are. um, For me, I, Sometimes I'll I'll read when, you know, to to kind of get the ball rolling, so that other people start reading after me. You know, usually just have you know the, you need that one person to get get things moving. But for me, I'm not a voice actor. I can't breathe when I read. I'm getting better at that. Mm-hmm. But I remember when I first started reading, I would talk so fast and I wouldn't take any pauses, <laughs> and I would go, <gasps> I'd be completely out of breath. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I've I've learned not to, you know, asphyxiate myself. Uh-huh. But that's about it. <laughs> I you think mean, it's really oh, go ahead. I was say I think it's really cool to note that this is such an inclusive environment on audio freak books that if it's something that, that someone's interested in doing, but they're like nervous about it, everybody is your hype man. They're like, Good job, you did amazing, you're awesome, wow, good job. And it isn't about the quality of like, like nobody's expecting you to be perfect. We're all just friends and family 
like enjoying the same story at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I, I like hearing Lily's side of it too, because I, unfortunately I have never met a stranger and I don't know what fear is. Performative fear is everything just goes away when it's time to perform. So it's really like, it's so brave of so many, so many people who aren't just naturally like this. It's really super brave and kind of vulnerable and intimate to do it. And I, I am so proud of Lily, Lily, Lily reading now she's an old pro. I mean, she's, she's, she's kind of being modest. She's an old pro now, but I remember back in the day that, that you would just be like, go. (laughs) And, but like, even you just saying how you start things off, you are inspiring people who maybe, maybe are shy, but they do want to get out of their shell a little bit. It's just really cool. I, I really like what you do, Lily. Thank you. And and there's, there's so many people that are like readers on our server now that they did start out shy like me mm-hmm. and with everybody being so like welcoming and encouraging has really like brought people out of their shell. And, you know, you, you'll, you'll see them, you know, day after day in a live read and only listening until they pluck up their courage and read out loud. And it's ends up being not a big deal, you know, because it's so, it's so inclusive and, and everybody is totally on your side. Yeah. There's no, I, I've not met a snob yet. Not a single snob of someone who's like boring. I don't want to listen to this, like invested in everyone else's journey. And I'm just so thankful for like, for all the cool people on that server. Like, I wish I could say everybody's name. I wish I could remember everybody's name. Yeah. And it's slowly, slowly growing, right? Mm-hmm. Lily, how many, how many are we up to? Uh, somewhere around like 200, but we have, you know, the, our core people that are more active than, than others, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some people might just come on to steal your, the emoji, the emojis. Cause I do that with some servers. I'm like, I just, I just want your emojis cause they're cute. <laughs> I've done that many guilty, many times. guilty. Right. You're like, I don't actually have it. I love your emojis, but um, no, it's, it's such a nice place to, cause like, I like reading there for the fact that I get to practice my podcast voice, which I'm not sure if it's getting better, but it is. top shelf, top shelf. Aya. Thank you. You guys are so sweet. But it's also nice to kind of be able to talk because I'm like, I'm not a huge messenger because I think faster than I write. So if I have to try to formulate it into a response, it's a little bit harder. You know, I'm like, I don't know how to say that I think it's awesome, even though it's probably as simple as that was awesome. So I kind of get overthinking when I write, but not overthinking when I talk. That's me. I will, I'll pour over the same paragraph 45 times but if I'm talking I just let it fly mm-hmm. might be an external thinker maybe um, I'm an external thinker I was telling Lily actually Lily and I were talking about this um, I kind of don't know how I feel about something until I start trying to talk it through mm-hmm. and then I'll find it sometimes it works by writing down but most of the time it's just talking and it's on accident that I just I have these major gigantic self-discoveries just by talking so having a place that you can just shoot the shit you know mm-hmm. chat bear shit is uh is for me it's just i've learned so much about myself uh just by interacting with fandom folks 
Like mm-hmm. these are, this is my family. Like I literally, I have kids now, like I'm, I'm older. So I have kids and they call me mom. Like they call me mama. And, uh, and I would do anything for these kids. And I met them because of fandom, you know, I met Lily, my business partner and someone who I would literally, you know, trust, trust the most important things in my life to because of fandom. So it's to me, the social aspect of it and that connection is uh, when it comes to fandom is pretty awesome. Yeah. Fandom is really good for that. And it's, it's taught me so many things. It's taught me such great life lessons, both ones that I'm like, holy fuck, why did I do that? What, mm-hmm. what was I thinking? Oh my fucking Preach. Lord. And Preach. then, <laughs> you know, it's also taught me how to be a much more better communicator and a much more thoughtful individual because coming out as a queer person who's bisexual, but like, it's like more attraction to guys and wanting to be with girls. So like I can, mm-hmm. I don't find men ugly and I don't think they're shits unless they're shits naturally. <laughs> but like it's it's been nice to be able to get to know people through this shared love of something and create get into this community where people also are like, this is just shit. We can make these stories better and you know, who want to see more representation within the mainstream media just as much as being able to represent themselves and on paper and through art and maybe through um, photo manipulations or making music videos like crack videos, like you were talking about. Yeah. That's what got me. Mm -hmm. It's just going to slowly push us into the mainstream because there's things that people can look at and it makes it harder to deny that it's possible to create stories around people who love the same people or people who whose gender and sexuality don't quite match up or who's, you know, it's allowing more stories from maybe the subcultures and the more, uh, I don't want to say, you know, like trans people or like demisexuals or people who, who don't fit into any sort of character, um, any sort of category well. Yeah. Underrepresented people, just underrepresented people because they have now, now we all, I say they, but we all have the chance to be our own representation and to put it out there on the off chance that somebody else needed it. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know I could, I didn't know that I could write uh, fiction. I didn't, I'd never tried to write fiction. Mm-hmm. And um, I sat down and like pumped out 11 or 12 chapters of a fanfic in, in a really short amount of time. And then I quickly transitioned from the writing of fanfic to the reading of fanfic. But mm-hmm. it it came about because like that discovery inside of myself that I like to read out loud, that I like to write, all of that happened because I was there was this spark of inspiration that happened on mainstream media that then grew into a fire and everyone else around me fanned it. You know, like you were saying, um, you know, just like getting a kudos or a comment it it's like, wow, someone, someone perceives me, someone understands me. I can't remember who said it. Some like really super awesome, famous philosopher that I can't remember, but basically said that love, like the highest form of love is seeking to understand someone mm-hmm. else. And I think that's why we feel, feel so much love in these fandom communities is because 
we are we are in a place where we're seeking to understand each other. And that's what we want audio frick books to be is just to be a place where you can make mistakes. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. not everybody, nobody comes out the gate perfect. And um, I think my personal motto is that there are no fuck ups, just figure outs. You know what I mean? Like it's not a fuck up. It's a figure out as long as you make it a figure out and don't just live in that fuck up and keep doing it over and over again. So like being a space, especially for the younger crowd that's coming in. um, Yeah, there's going to be stuff that happens, but there are people who have life under their belts, which is me calling myself old, who can can gently come in and be like, so why did that happen? And what's going on there? You know what I mean? Like it kind of turns into like a mentorship in some ways, even the mods, all of our mods, they would be in an instant. If somebody was like, man, I am struggling. They would just boom, they would be on it because this is more than just words on a page or words in a microphone. This is, this is about the community. And it really is about, um, trying to let people be themselves and not, and have a place where they're not afraid to try new things. You know what I mean? I think that's, that's basically fandom. That's Mm -hmm. fanfic in a nutshell is people trying to, to write out the things that have been stuck inside of them for so long. Mm -hmm. And kind of work through that as well, or just create a, um, what's that word? Alter ego? Kind of, but not quite. Uh, What is, it's alter ego, right? Because what's yeah. Clark uh, Clark Kent is Superman's alter ego, but oh, is like an alias, one? an alias, kind of. It's like yeah. that. A secret you know identity. What? We'll just go with that. Yeah, it's, you don't have to be you with your name that was born to your family in your small town. You can be this mysterious person that is blowing everybody's mind with your creativity, and nobody has the nobody has the right to perceive you without without your permission. Because I think a lot of queer people in general, because, you know, we mostly we mostly work with with queer fanfic. Uh-huh. I think queer people in general have that sort of there's a bias that exists, even if it isn't expressed still uh-huh. and and very expressed in some parts of the world. But and it's a perception thing. Like you look at someone who's non-binary and it is there is no doubt in my mind it pretty much, I mean, there are maybe a few safe spaces on this planet for someone who's Mm non-binary, but you will, most of the time you walk down the street and people are perceiving you and you didn't ask them to, you know what I mean? You didn't Mm -hmm. say, you didn't say, oh, hey, stranger, you have the right to judge me and try to figure out what's inside uh, my clothes. Like I didn't give you that permission, Mm -hmm. but you can be, you can be your most inner self, your most expressive secret self in a way that people can only perceive what you want them to and um and they'll connect or they won't and then they'll just keep walking i don't see a lot of trolls in fanfic do you like i'm kind of surprised now that i think about it i have you i haven't really seen many trolls there are trolls there are trolls i haven't seen many trolls i think it's also might be the stories like certain stories or certain themes fan fictions will have mm-hmm. more trolls like really? i write abo which is alpha beta omega and i've mm-hmm. had someone told me tell me to stop promoting this because it's tr- it perpetuates trans trans stereotypes and i'm like you haven't mm. read the story then because yeah. if you think it's just a blanket problem 
you're perpetuating the same problem because there are people who like ABO because it allows them to feel better about themselves. And for Mm -hmm. you to say, don't promote it or telling them they're invalid because you have this perception of it. And um, I'm not a trans person. I'm not really non-binary either, but there's this idea of gender fluidity that I hold and I believe in that I want to write about. Mm-hmm. But I don't have to be fluid in my own gender, but it's something that fascinates me because we put so much importance on it. But mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not here to denigrate them. I'm not here to invalidate their existence. And I just have my own set of ideals when it comes to gender and how it should be perceived. And did that make any sense? <laughs> Yeah, it did. It did because everybody has the right to identify to their own sexuality mm-hmm. and what they like and what they don't like and all of those other things. Just like everybody has their right to their own gender identity. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of places on this planet where where you're just you are unable to safely express your gender identity or your sexuality. And I feel like fanfic is a really safe place to do that. And then, you know, it's funny because I think my perspective and my my trajectory in this life started from a very conservative evangelical like uh, the culty kind like from the very beginning i was pushed in this direction mm-hmm. more so than just the average person by you know societal standards or or uh or just programming of your culture i was pushed in this exact one single direction. And I was not allowed to see anything outside of that one direction because um, they were very afraid that if anyone saw anything different than that one single direction, that they would absolutely be, you know, led astray. Um, And so I, I ended up being, uh, being a queer woman who had no idea they were queer just just thought that they had those those really deep loving relationships with women not really like as friends not realizing that i was completely attracted to women and just women like that i'm i'm not really attracted to men at all and that's how i identify mm-hmm. and so i know that that's a fact i'm not physically attracted to men rarely ever but like seeing a seeing a trans man or a mask lesbian uh you know stuff starts happening. So I don't know if it's, I'm not sure why my sexuality is the way it is. I just know it's that way. Right. Um, but I have this one trajectory that they just pushed me in this direction to only see this. And so discovering, discovering representation for me was a game changer because I had been, I don't know if you have any experience with this and maybe some of your listeners do as well, but I was on my trajectory was to obviously because of evangelical, I was definitely going to marry a man and I was definitely going to be a youth pastor's wife. That's what I was going to be. I knew that from the very beginning, I was either going to be a youth pastor's wife, a worship leader's wife, or a missionary's wife, but I was going to marry someone in the ministry. Okay. And I knew that I was destined to do that because of just the way I'm built. I, that was my calling in life. And when I was outed and I lost my entire support system, including my family all at one time, um, because I fell in love with my best friend, 
I didn't have a calling anymore. Like, I think I was, I was, I knew that I was going to be a good person and I wanted to be a good person and I wanted to live my truth, but I didn't know how that was going to translate to the real world because I was literally on an Island. I had no gay people in my life. My parents refused to let me see my aunt because she was gay. And I didn't even know she was gay until after she died. Like that's how serious they were about not giving me representation. So when I found that representation, something that had been dormant inside of me for so long just came alive. And I was like, oh shit, this is, this is what's up. Like, this is how I can, this is how I can impact the world is I can perpetuate um, representation for kids like me who've never seen it before. And, um, so that's when I started writing. And then Mm -hmm. after I started writing, I started reading and then, you know, Lily over here got her just, she's just, she's so charming (laughs) and she's so lovable and relatable. And she has this giant big heart for everybody. It was over. Like, I was like, yeah, let's do this. What about you, Lily? Well, for me, it was, was pretty easy actually. I'm really short, so I was at, like, the size of an eight-year-old, but I think I was a little bit older than that Mm -hmm. Um, when I first almost told my mom that I was gay, and I knew what it was. I didn't know the details of it, but I knew that I liked girls. I didn't like boys, Um, so I went to her, and I was like, Mom, I have something that I want to tell you, but she was busy at the time, so she asked me to come back later which I did. And she's like, what did you want to talk to me about? And I was, I don't know what happened, but I was just like, Oh, nothing much. I just wanted to say, I love you. And then we just went about our day. And if I had told her what I was actually originally going to tell her, my life would be completely different. Um, I didn't actually come out until my early twenties was when I told my my family and my parents and my friends. So, you know, I did stay closeted, but I I mean, I would have had a completely different life, I think, had I lived my truth from an early age. Yeah, if it was safe to do so too, right? It's only safe to be straight and it's only safe to be willing to adhere to society's idea of what that looks like. You guys have created a pretty inclusive space. Is there anything more you'd like to see in it? Like, have you guys thought about how you'd like it to evolve? What kind of future plans do you have for Audio Frick Books? Lily, you can talk about how we're we're moving away from just them slash. Hi, come on. Yeah, we, uh... Sorry, the cat's here. Co-host is here. Co-host. Hi. Hey, co-host. My cat just looked at me like, did you need something, mother? Because I said, meow. Lily's got a nugget. I do have a nugget. I have a nugget in a Tina. Mm-hmm. I have a co-host. All right. Thank you. Sorry about that. Um, moving back to what we were talking about, you said you wanted to expand uh, outside of WLW. Oh, yeah. We want to expand further than them slash. I mean, this is not just an LGBTQ plus friendly place where it's okay if it happens or not. We really want to cater to the whole spectrum. So we want more MLM, more trans, more any part of that whole alphabet mafia to be represented. Pan polyamory, like, you know, Mm -hmm. 
intersects, all of that stuff. We want, and not just like, here, come here, this is your place. We'd like to, no, we want to represent. Like we want, we not only do we want people to join and we want them to be the representation that they need. Mm-hmm. We want them to to come and read their stories and to teach us so that we can ask questions. Like we want mm-hmm. it to be the kind of space where everybody is welcome and there is no such thing as kink shaming. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that, that if we do run into, if we run into small mindedness or if we run into ignorance or if we run into those things that we as a group, everybody can weigh in and have a intelligent conversation Mm -hmm. about what's going on so that Mm -hmm. instead of just saying, no, uh, we don't want you here. If you don't believe what we believe, how about tell us why you believe what you believe and then listen. And the only reason I think somebody would get booted is if, if they were being inappropriate, rude, aggressive, et cetera, or if they were not willing to listen, if they just were like, nope, this is, this is where I'm at and I'm not moving from here. Um, and then they just actively just refuse to have an open mind. I think we're, we're looking for an open-minded place where people can represent themselves and find representation they didn't even know they needed. You know, that would be so cool. That would be awesome. Yeah, that would be. That's something like I want to try to do, which is why I like talking to fandom creators and bringing up these questions about inclusive spaces, because I think on the base level, we all have an idea of what that is. It's just something we've never actively thought about, mm-hmm. you know, and we all have these underlying desires that I think can create good common ground between us. And fandoms are a really great place to do it. Like your the discord, the bloody hell, the audio frick books is. Because of the nature of the server where it's meant to get together to listen to stories, people can introduce those stories. Maybe they're brave enough to share their own story and read their own story, which is very hard to do. But it's easy to just throw it out to the ether, easier Mm -hmm. to throw it out to the ether instead of having to read it for the ether, you know? So it's a great thing that you guys have created and I think that's one of the things that really drew me into it as well because I don't want this to just be about Supercorp as the fandom I want it to be about fandom and do it from a queer perspective mm-hmm. that's really cool yeah when you when you approached us I was immediately like "Ooh, I like the sound of this I like what you're about I think that our our missions and our core values align with each other quite a bit um, which is really cool. And I mean, thank you so much for, for having us on and for listening to our stories. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I can't wait to hear more of yours as we support your podcast as well. Yeah, that'll, that'll be cool. And uh, mm-hmm. who knows what, what'll happen, but okay. Yeah. So, hey, so uh, to your, I was going to say to your point about reading your own story, Benny is a really great example of that as well. So mm-hmm. I know we've, we've repped Benny a couple of times. Benny is not currently active on the server because uh, location, 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 um, and just, you know, doing their own thing. But Benny wrote a, uh, wrote a fic that got a lot of play in the ERP fandom and then recorded it as well and read it for us. And that was a really fun experience. So I would absolutely, just, just to tie on what you would say, and I think I speak for Lily as well. We would love nothing more than for authors to come on and read their own work because there is something about being able to infuse your intention 
as -hmm. a writer into the story that people hear. So yeah, anybody out there who's listening to this podfic or to this podcast that wants to either, you know, that wants to whatever, just, just come in, say hi to the server and then submit your story for us to review just to make sure that all the proper like trigger warnings and things like that are added and that it's rated properly. And, uh, you know, we are totally open to you getting to read the thing that you wrote, especially if that would be like a, a growing experience for you or like an expanding of your horizons. Bring that, it. That would be cool. I yeah. might read my, one of my, do it, do it, do it. Do it, do it, do it. I don't know. Do it, do it, do it. Ga- Gaby said she'd um, read my strap AU. Nice. Yeah. I, um, I will absolutely do dialogue too, for anybody who wants to just narrate. Um, I will do the dialogue. Like I'll pop in with different voices if you want. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. We like, I've done it before where we've had, um, we've done it before where we have like, uh, if there's five characters, we have five people reading the, uh, almost like a, almost like a one act play kind of thing where there's a narrator and then there's the people actually acting it out. It's pretty fun. Like we're open. I'm telling you, we are open to whatever. Let's get into it. That sounds like a really great fic. Um, it's like a round table fic almost yeah where everyone's kind of part of it and you just kind of watch it yeah and then popcorn reads are similar to that it's just different voices so like so like five minutes you set a timer go and you read five minutes of the fic and then stop and the next person picks up where you left off that's a popcorn read those are fun oh, okay and any new ideas that, that I mean literally we are nothing but open to ideas we just want to have fun and hang out all right sounds good hopefully Hear that? Join Audio Frick Books. That's basically the gist of all of that, right? Just yeah, this. kind of. <laughs> yeah, hey, come on over. Come on come over. Come and be y'all. part of our 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 funny little trope of fandom freak, uh, <laughs> fandom <It's> lovers, <laughs> fandom freaks. Just enjoy. Yes, it. fandom freaks. Yay! Fandom fickheads. Oh, fandom that's fickheads. even better. <laughs> fandom yeah. frickheads. Fickheads. Okay, yeah, you got to start calling yourselves frickheads. Then you got to get like <gasps> pins and stuff. Stop! Yes, yes the frickheads. Yes. The frickheads. Oh, yeah, frickheads. Be perfect. All frickheads. calling all frickheads. Such a frickhead. Because right now Fucking you guys call them frickers, and there's like, mm. kind of no. <laughs> Fucking frickers. <laughs> Fucking frickheads. All right. So it. this 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 question's a little bit more personal. A couple of them are, but. What are you proud of just in general, not just, not just fandom based, but just like, you know, in your life that you've done, it's, it's your moment to brag. Oh. And you can't say you didn't know this question existed. Well, no, but you didn't say it in that way. You didn't say what you're oh, proud she's, of. She's for- proud, but you should be proud of it in general. You should be proud of audio for books. Yeah. This is your moment to oh. kind of brag and, you know, say Lily is awesome sauce. Or whatever. No, no. Yeah. I want to brag yeah. about the team. You got to rep yourself too. Jesse does that enough for me. You got to rep yourself. He does that overly. No, that's someone repping That's a shout out. What you need is you got to rep yourself. What are you proud of, Lily? Come on. Oh, I guess maybe just like stepping out of my shell to do this in the first place. That is pretty awesome. Thank you. Not a leader type of person. Very much a 
background support type of person um just in pretty much any other aspect of my life Mm -hmm. so this is different for me and you know I I make mistakes a lot Mm -hmm. um but I'm learning or I hope I'm learning I feel like I'm learning but I mean leaders are not free of um mistakes they just do what you do they learn from it and also they step up when needed yeah also Lily you're very much a leader mm-hmm. because you know what a leader does a leader recognizes the potential inside of others and helps them get there toward a common goal mm-hmm. so if anyone on if anyone affiliated with audio frequencies is a leader it's you mm-hmm. uh, I might I might be the the one who talks too much but you are you are the person you're the like you're the boots on the ground. You know what I mean? You're the one that's, that's constantly like, Hey, come here, come find us. Like that's, that's huge. Mm-hmm. I'm just really proud of you too. Just like, I, if you don't want to say it, I'll say it. I'm really proud of you for having a full-time job and also holding this server down mm-hmm. the way that you do. That's pretty cool. You are, you make yourself accessible even though you have a full-time job and I haven't found that balance yet. So I admire that about you and I'm proud of you for that. Thank you. You're welcome. Excuse me, Sarah, (laughs) can I pet your dog? (laughs) (laughs) You got this, Lily. You got it. I'm working on getting it. You know, being able to out of the blue message someone and say, Hey, would you like to be, would you be willing to let us read your stories? Is a, it's not easy. You know, it's not easy to put yourself out there in a vulnerable way and court rejection. You know, it's, mm. it takes a lot. Like you can come in, be a big personality. You can work the room. You can do all these things and you can be okay with it. But someone who's willing to push themselves out there and who is reserved and thoughtful and quiet and, all that stuff, that's bravery in action. That's courage. And you're doing an awesome job. Mm-hmm. You know, and you make people feel at ease. Ceci brings the pump. You bring the calm. I bring the moan. You bring the magic. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably why I'm in therapy. Oh, because you can't take a compliment or be <laughs> proud of yourself. I love you, Lils. You're doing great, kiddo. No, well, you've seriously kicked... You've kicked ass on even just in this. Mm-hmm. Like, I uh, I don't know if you know, this is like, like she has been like kind of having like uh, existential dread over this for weeks now. <laughs> right, Lil? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Not because of you or because you're not welcoming or you haven't made it just like so easy to, to interact. Mm-hmm. It's just because she has to talk and people will hear it. <laughs> And it'll be planned. Oh, yeah. We won't talk about the longevity of a podcast. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But you're doing good. And thank you. Thank you so much for saying yes and for being on here today. Well, thank you for for having us on here. Honestly. I'm enjoying getting to know you guys, especially you, Lily. Mm -hmm. She's a hidden gem, I tell you. She is. She's a diamond in the rough. That's right. What about you, Ceci? The thing I'm probably the most proud of in everything, if I'm not saying 
that I'm proud of all of the human beings that have stuck by me, you know what I mean? (laughs) Through all of my various, uh, all my various discoveries over the past year, including it's all related to audio for folks. So like all of those human beings who have uh, tolerated me during this, um, I would say probably the thing I am the most proud of is deconstructing my religious programming and like being my true self, like, uh, you know, embracing uh, who I am, uh, embracing my sexuality, uh, embracing my gender fluidity, uh, embracing uh, lots of different things. Um, I think that's probably, it, it would have to be the, the deconstructing of all that programming because it was really solid and intense because uh, it was, that was, that was probably the, the hardest thing I've ever done um, in my life. And it was so worth it. It was absolutely worth it, but it sure didn't feel like it at the time. At the time it felt very lonely and desolate and hopeless. And so I am proud that I did not give up in those moments and that, uh, and that now I am not only did I deconstruct it, but now I have reconstructed kind of my own sort of internal value system. And I'm able to help other people deconstruct the, uh, the like toxic, negative, harmful stuff that maybe, maybe they grew up thinking. And, Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's probably, you know, when somebody comes to me and they're like, help, I'm gay, but I'm a Christian. And I can be like, okay, let's talk. And I can still completely identify with where they're at in that moment. I remember it vividly, viscerally. I can remember Mm -hmm. what it's like to feel that, but I can also step outside of that those moments of like shame and, and, um, and anxiety. And I can say, but look at this over here, the whole, it gets better thing. I'm very proud that it got better and that I let it get better. And I didn't give up. That's good. And that's a hard road to walk on because you had this set of ideals. You had this set of values that were ingrained and instilled in you. And then you found new sets of values that were more key and more authentic for you. Mm-hmm. Just scary. That in and of itself is also difficult too. I like. I just found Wait one through. today. I just found one today that I had to, I had to um, disarm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I was like, wow, that is still in there, man. And so it's it's every day. It's like it's not like, yay, I'm done. It's finished. Like mm-hmm. I had to, I had today. I had to deconstruct the notion that you stay and you're loyal. And you stick around, even if, even if the situation is toxic and uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. because it was always, you know, uh, love never fails, right? Love is patient. Love is kind. All the things that you're taught about love, which all of those things are, are true, but um, love's patience runs out sometimes. And um, Mm -hmm. I have today, I learned that, uh, staying just for the sake of loyalty, um, in any given situation, um, amidst even like, you know, the beginnings of abuse, it's okay to nope out. You know what I mean? You don't have to stay because, uh, love doesn't mean self-harm, um, doesn't mean harming yourself at the expense of the other person loves a lot of things, but it doesn't ask that of you. So that was a cool one that I learned that there was still a little, there was still a little, um, landmine in there that I didn't even realize was in there. So like every day, I think all of us 
media, that's why media representation is so huge. Every day we see these reinforcing images that life is supposed to be a certain way, that you are supposed to be a certain way. And, uh, and sometimes that's just not the case. And you've got to find those, you've got to find those moments for yourself or ask for help, you know? So what do you guys do for self-care? Lely? Uh, sleep. And I know this is going to come as a real big shocker. I like to read. Oh. <laughs> Anything Very in particular? really know any anything whether it's fan fiction or like mass market paperback sci-fi fantasy novels are you mainly into sci-fi as far as the mainstream stuff goes sci-fi and fantasy yeah what is it about it that you like this is the stuff that I've been reading since I was a kid and I would go to the library and I would grab a ton of books and hide them in the back of my closet and just be transported into all these different worlds and all these different strong characters. I was particularly drawn to strong female characters. It's just something that I've, I've loved since I was a kid. Was there a specific heroine, like any sort of traits that you liked best about them that you seem to gravitate to, t- towards more? Um, I mentioned the Heralds of Valdemar um, series by Mercedes Lackey. And mm-hmm. the first books I read, um, in that whole world was a series of, that revolved around um, Harold Talia, who started off um, in a poor like border town that they would get raided and stuff like that. And she ended up becoming the queen's own, which is like their term as an advisor, like the, the person in the background. Mm-hmm. that is completely trusted by the queen to have an unbiased opinion, um, somebody that is a constant friend and they would always be who they could turn to for comfort or for advice. Um, so it was, she was a very strong character that wasn't the leader. Mm-hmm. So you basically, Lily. Yeah. Just shut up. <laughs> Except you're completely a leader. <laughs> Except you are a leader. You beat me to it, Sassy. No. You beat me to it. That that was the I mean, and I'll go back and I'll I'll read that story over and over again. I you know, we see who we we see who we like, right? In the stories when we like those stories. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's what's great about fan fiction. You can, Cara Danvers can be trans. Lena Luther can be trans. She can be non-binary. Mm-hmm. Way Hot can be non-binary. There's just so much possibilities with, in these characters that we love. And then real fan fiction as well. Yeah. Fan fiction. Real fan fiction. Real fiction. The real stuff. Hello. Real right. fiction is just just original content fan fiction, right? Exactly. You could all you could technically <laughs> write fan fiction and then translate it into an actual original content. I mean, that's what some yeah. of my favorite Fifty of my Shades favorite of Grey Lady did. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and, and Twilight, right? And Twilight, yeah. Mm-hmm. Twilight, Twilight as well. So yeah, yeah exactly. 
It feeds off of each other. It's awesome. Okay. What about you? Sassy. Uh, self-care, self-care, self-care. Um, I'm bad at self-care. I typically, when I'm feeling bad, I go find someone else to care for. Um, that's like a, it's a bad habit, but when I actually finally get around to self-care, it usually involves, um, headphones and singing really loud. Um, or believe it or not shooting hoops, like playing basketball and, uh, being outside in any capacity. So a lot of times it'll be fishing for me because I love the water. Um, so yeah, like fishing, playing basketball, singing, playing, playing any number of instruments that I have sitting around guitars, bass, ukulele, whatever. Like I just, I just goof off. That's my self-care. So what's the biggest fish you caught or the biggest thing you've caught on your line? I caught a nine pound drum. This is not, this is not, let me tell you something. This is not um, sexy or cool in any way in the fishing community. Drums are like trash fish basically nobody nobody fishes drum professionally nobody's like really trying to whatever they're like um they're like this one kind of fish that nobody really cares about and uh, a cute thing my dad passed away from cancer but he uh before he died he was like my best bud and he would take me fishing which is why I have such an attachment to fishing but he would take me fishing and the joke was he would call me the drum slayer because I would be fishing for bass like largemouth bass. It's like a very common fish that people uh-huh. go fishing for. And I would somehow find that drum every single time. And one time, the time that I caught this, this big giant drum, I was like, I was just living my best life. I'm fighting this fish. It's so heavy. I'm like, dad, 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 dad. This is, oh my God, this is it. This is, this is it. Like, this is going to be my record fish. And it was, but it was a drum. And so, you know, he just laughed, man. He could not stop laughing at me because it was like, every time I hooked a good fish, it was a drum, which you're not trying. Like I wasn't even fishing for them. I wasn't using the bait or anything. So nine pound drum. Yeah. Oh, wow. I wanted, okay. I, I tried to catch a big old catfish, a big old bobcat son. I tried to catch a big old catfish. Uh, not last night, night before. Well, no, what's yeah. Friday night at my brother's pond and, um, I had him, I really did. And then I got too excited and the hook came off the line. So I, I reeled too fast, got too anxious. I had to Google what a drum looked like and they are kind of ugly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like a fish that nobody, <laughs> nobody's like, pr- nobody mounts a drum on the wall. Not that I would ever do that. I only catch and release, but, um, but yeah, yeah. Nobody like drums are not like a big, it's not a trophy fish <laughs> yet. And still it is the biggest fish I've ever caught. And it was really fun to catch it. And I got to spend time with my dad and that's what matters. Oh, that's such a nice story. Yeah. Thanks. All right. So this is probably a good place to wrap up, but any last words before we go? We've said a lot about audio for books, but I don't think we've really hyped up the people behind it um, enough. And um, I mean, we, we mentioned their names, but they are, they're the heart and soul of everything that happens with audio for books. So just really quick, want to like shout out to, we'll start with, uh, we'll start with Jamie and Felty uh, and Laws and Benny. Um, they were there at Amy and Obs, they were there from the very beginning um, Neko also there from the very beginning, 
Sama, uh, Sam, Bree. Uh, help me out, Lily. Who am I forgetting? Because you know I'll forget everybody. Um, uh, SJ. SJ. Kirby. Oh, I love SJ. Oh, Kirby was a reader, and I always like to call them the Kirby. Um, Zaza helped us out for a while. Uh, just like Tan. Just who else? Who else? Lex. Like just people who have, they're just our buds, and they've been hanging out with us for a really long time taking care of us um sam megan sam and so, megan yeah yeah sam and megan. Taking megan back in the day danny uh sh- the wifey my wifey has like edited things and helped out so yeah just really like it's it is all about that community um that's what makes it work and lily had a really cool idea and benny helped her discover it and aunt donna named it so we got to give aunt donna mad shout outs Before we bring the show to an absolute end, here is the bonus for this episode. It's kind of a taste of what it is you can hope to listen to on the Audio Book server during live reads. But this is actually from Lily, our guest's diary, where Ceci writes and her partner in crime act as either the diary or Lily. I hope you guys enjoy it. AC. Mm, BC. DC. <laughs> BC. Okay. All right. Here we go. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Are you sure? Okay. Oh, wait, I wait. Think... The voices are now switching it again. Sherry will. <laughs> Sherry will be the voice of the diary. And I uh, know Sherry will be the voice of the author, and I will be the voice of the diary. Little known fact. Yes. So Fucking had switches. A, uh, <laughs> had a had a revelation. Became a valley girl since the last diary. Oh, this is cool. Okay. Yeah. 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 Listen, you're allowed to evolve as a teenager. Go. You know, just something she's filling out. Mm-hmm. Except I can't remember what a valley girl sounds. Like a valley girl. Oh, yeah. Like, like, okay. Like that. Yeah. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Wait, what is the diary? The diary's a whole ass dude that smokes now. Go. Month. No, that's... <laughs> that's the diary. No, she's writing this, not okay. the diary. All right, month. <laughs> All right, month. <laughs> Nove. November. Day 4-97. Week blank. Dear Diary, John and I went over to like Eric and Natasha's house to TOT with mom and Kurt. Hey, wait a second. Um, so like TOT taught, what does that mean again? Because I don't remember from the last uh, entry. Stand by. Okay. TOT? Trick or treat? <laughs> Tomorrow is Halloween. Okay. Oh, that's not it. It's mm-hmm. trick or treat. T O T. Oh shit! T O T stands for tomorrow. Trick or treat, bitches! T O T. You're so fired from reading this. T O T does not stand for tomorrow is Halloween. That's the first T I found at the bottom of the page. I need to read if you're gonna record me. October 30th, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be like, T, T, O, T, bitches. T, O, T, bitches. Tomorrow is Halloween. Okay, let's go. Woo, trick or treat, trick or treat. (laughs) I won't ask any more questions. I'm sorry for putting you on the spot. I'm As a diary, I apologize. As a diary, you should be dismissed. (laughs) Dismissed. Okay. 
Let's see. Eric did some TOT with us because he's never TOT in his country, Holland. Anyways, guess what? What? Yesterday, the Xena stuff I ordered came in. Shut up. Great. Great. There was three comics in it. Okay. Two were same. Okay. I'm sorry. Two were the same. Okay. But had different covers. Right. There was also a poster as Xena and Gabrielle as comic book characters. Hot. He was really cool. Oh, sorry. It's really cool. Kurt says, in a few years, the Xena thing will fade. Fuck Kurt. Yeah, he's a jerk, right? Yeah. Um, But even if the show is taken off the air, it will still be my fave. Right. I mean, to this this day. Right. I mean, it's this day old and it's still my fave. Yeah, this day old. It's supposed to be today years old. But this day old is also trick-or-treat today's Halloween. Okay, back. (laughs) Uh, Still be my fave show with some of my fave actress actors. Uh Uh-huh. Tomorrow I get off grounding from not being able to watch Cena. Good. Um, I'm going to need to know what happened. I'm going to miss you, though. I'm going to be honest. I mean, if, if like, your highest thing that they could do to, like, address, first of all. Oh, yeah. If they want to fuck your shit up by taking Xena away, <laughs> you know that you like Xena. And you also. Know, I'm going to go so far as to say you know you're gay. <laughs> I mean, this is someone who, like, thinks or finds meaningful things and puts a number with a circle around it. This is, yeah. This is sweet baby. This what sweet baby could Christmas. possibly need to be addressed by Kurt? Yeah. To take away Xena? Yeah, come on. What did she, did she, did she literally, did she pull a Gabrielle? Did she kill someone? What'd she because do? Because that's the only thing I can think so, of. I mean, last to time she Zena got yelled away? at for being nah, like dude. around when he went to the bathroom or something. I mean, nah, Kurt's dude. got, mm-mm. All right, all right. Let's see. All right, I so. can't wait, but I have to go now. Oh, Bye. Man. Bye. All right. Well, can you tell people where they can find you? If you want to find me on Audio Frick Books, I'm Sessie Wright's number 1047. Hit me up if something I said inspired you or you had a question or you want to be like, hey, you're wrong. Sessie Wright's number 1047. Is this on Discord? Yep, Discord. And my AO3 is Sessie Wright's as well. That's S-E-S-S-I-E-W-R-I-T-E-S. Okay. And what about you, Lily? I really only use audio books anymore. Which kind of platforms are you guys on? Uh, we have Instagram, Tumblr, and Twitter, audio books on those. Also, audio books on AO3 and audio books community Discord server. And if anybody wants to message me on Discord privately, um, I'm Nugs and UGDS number 5940 and you can follow me on tumblr and twitter as fandom is us on ao3 as ayaka spencer and on instagram as the podcat all this info is available by following the link in the descriptions a huge thank you to my lovely fan beans and patreon supporters for tuning in you guys are just freaking awesome and last don't forget to show some love to your favorite fandom creators always try to find that common ground and no matter what anyone says you are a creative and beautiful person Peace out, Rainbow Trouts. And we're done. Bye. Bye. All right, bye, girls.